0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. All thanks to McDonald's Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Ably four goals to Ably. Oh, that's a late You'll be okay. Justin Madden's got the sit. One hand. Oh, he's the, oh the post is broken. He's in it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Well, it's that time of the week again, folks, right over Australia, that we play homage to some of the greatest names of the history of the game. Today's subject is an absolute ripper. 311 games for the Shinboners, North Melbourne between 92-2007. Twice Premiership player and Norm Smith medalist with 1996 Magnificent. Three-time All-Australian, six-time Robert Rose Award for the most courageous player in the AFL. North Melbourne team of the century, Madden medal. You've got it. It's Glenn Archer. That is just an amazing CV. Did you think as a kid from Noble Park who had a bit of self-doubt, who might have gone left instead of going right at the intersection of doing the right thing as a kid, do you just sort of take time to reflect and say, goodness me, I did okay, the boy from no- Noble Park? Yeah.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Rex. But yeah, absolutely. I I had an unconventional path into the AFL. Um, I never played representative footy for Victoria. I never played till Carp. No one really had a look at me um, I was one of the better players. Mm. I played at a club called Lindale, which is in, in the Noble Park area. Then I went, went to Noble Park for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, no one. I was never on anyone's radar uh, until Greg Miller, who was the great recruiting officer at North Melbourne, saw me at a... I was playing for Nong or something at yeah. down at Paran, and he saw something and said, come down and train with us uh, in the under nines Dennis Pagan was the coach. Wow. Went, I went down there, and I lasted about three weeks during the pre-season. Did you really? Yeah, I'd, well, one one I didn't think I was good enough anyway, to, to make the grade. Yeah. And two, you know, I was knocking around with a with my mates and I didn't really want to dedicate myself to uh too much to training. So I right, so I left. Yeah. And then a year later I was playing senior football at Naval Park. I was eighteen I think. Yep. And Dennis gave me a call and said, um, would you like to I was a Ford at the time. I was around five of the ninety one under nineteen season and he said, Oh, do you want to come down and have a game. We're struggling for forwards, and I said, "No, nah, I'm I'm fine." And uh, after about the tenth time that he he rang the house, I said to my girlfriend, now wife, I said, "I'm going to go down and play one game, get this guy off me back." Yeah, you know, he's ringing the house every three seconds. So, so I went down there for twenty years. Yeah, I went down there for <laughs> for one game, all intentions to play one game down yeah. at Arden Street. I worked out the following week that we were playing Sydney. Uh, Up in Sydney, I'd never been on a plane before, so I thought, yeah, I'll tick that box as well. (laughs) Played two games, enjoyed it, and I thought, yeah, I'll hang around for a while, and yeah, 17 years later, I was still there.
0: My dear friend, uh, Robert Walls, who made the unusual decision uh, we heard on This Is Your Footy Life a few weeks ago of living in France for a a year and a half (laughs) and just totally isolated himself away from the game, and he said it's the worst thing he did because he loved the game. On 3RW, used to say, Archer sees the whites in their eyes. And that means that it's either the sphincter valve or the whites in their eyes. You were known for that, but you always weren't built like a Brick Scheisenhausen in my terms, were you? You are quite yeah. a fine uh, kid, you know, as far as weight was... Inc- I'm talking about the right weight. And you yeah. came to uh, Pagan's Heroes and uh, got a nice wake-up call that perhaps you had a bit of work to do, or it mightn't be such a good idea.
1: Yeah, well, I always had the uh, ability to put some weight on. Mm. <laughs> when I was younger, I was a short little fat kid. Yeah. Uh, Remember, my stepfather used to call me Pugsley from the uh, the Adams family. Did he really? But the, by the time I got to North, though, I'd sort of slimmed down, and I was about eighty kilos, and it worked out pretty quick that I had to put some weight on. My first ever practice match, I played on Jason Dunstall at uh, Waverley Park, wow. and he kicked uh, eight goals in a quarter and a half. Okay. So, and then they took him off.
0: So because he felt sorry for he held back for the uh, yeah, quarter yeah, and a half, yeah. did he? <laughs> he could have given
1: 28 yeah. goals that day.
0: But yeah, it worked out pretty quick. I thought, oh, I'm
1: gonna yeah. if I'm going to make it in this game, I'm going to have to put some weight on. So I got on the so, weights and
0: started to put so, some weight So where was the turning point? We know that in the gym, but also mentally, because Pagan and you were very, very close. And you've said publicly and uh, uh, to a few people who I respect, that if it wasn't for Pagan, you wouldn't have even attempted to do what you did at Arden Street.
1: Yeah, no. Well, like I was saying before, he was the only one who really saw something in me, and uh, or him and Greg Miller, mm. obviously. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm indebted to Dennis for the rest of my life because it's the old sliding doors, isn't it? You know, it is. if that door didn't open and I went down another door, you know, I'd, one of my good friends passed away at 27 of a heroin overdose. Mm. Um, another good friend had a long stretch in jail, and now I, I would like to think that I wouldn't have gone down that path. But hadn't Dennis dragged me down the right path? Yeah, who knows? Peer group pressure could have got me.
0: See, I have the same thoughts about national service. You know, for eighteen and twenty-year-old kids, because you know, I'll say this another day uh, that you know, it gave the kids a sense of purpose and responsibility. They had to get out of bed and you know, line up and that sort of thing. Now the kids are just lazing around. There's no incentive. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. but that's another thing for another day. You mentioned competence earlier on. Uh, now that you're a business director and a, a father of teenage children with more responsibilities with you and your wife, do you realise now that confidence is almost everything? If you lose, lose money, you can get your backside out of bed before the Sparrows and earn that. But if you lose confidence and haven't got it from the start, you're in a bit of strife? Yeah, and confidence and
1: there's just no substitute for hard work. <laughs> You've got to work hard. Yeah. of have work that worked that out pretty quickly in the early days in my career, uh, and then now going into business, it just doesn't get handed to you on a silver platter. You've got Uh, to get up early, you've got to work, you've got to put the hours in. And
0: the common denominator is with successful people is that hard work, Yeah, and uh, and that's why so few people do it. Uh, Tell us about the first years when you actually put on the weight and some of the great players you came up against, because... Now we don't have so much, uh, you know. I'd like to see Buddy Franklin, you know, line up one on one in a grand final with uh, Young Ranch. You know what I mean? And yeah. we used to go and see Hudson and all the great fullbacks like Dens. You know, play and I did them myself. But uh, each week, you know, say, oh, I got over Dunstall. But then all of a sudden, Lockett or someone else come along. It was just relentless, wasn't it? And it was just yeah. pressure personified.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I think back to like my first year. Um, I really struggled for some reason. Uh, Wayne Schimmerbush was the coach yeah. my, my very first year, and I remember he put me in at about round four and gave me about three games. And yeah, I, I was I went really average. Um, and then they, he brought me back about three weeks later, and I always remember playing uh, scray at the MCG now the Western Bulldogs, and. As you would know, Rex, when you first start, you can sort of you can hear the crowd and mm. you can hear what they're saying. Of course, a you lot can. Time. Later on, you sort of block it out. But early on, I bet my fourth game. I remember getting the ball. It wasn't a real good kick when I started. Mm. Turn the ball over. You can hear the crowd go, oh. <laughs> and then I got another possession. Turn it over again. Oh no, no. no! And then I did it the third time. I can hear it. Get the kid off. <laughs> so I, I actually I got dropped after that game, and then I played a couple of good games in the seconds. And I reckon I might be one of the only guys that's ever done it, but I didn't turn up to training on a Thursday because I knew they were going to pick me for the seniors. No. Oh. And I, didn't, I, didn't, I just thought, I'm out of my depth here. I, yeah. I don't want to get a game.
0: It's an interesting thing that Shimmer was replaced by Dennis Pagan who went on to have a yeah. fantastic career with a lot of the lists that Shimmer couldn't get the best out of. Isn't it a shame, do you think, that people like James Hurd and even back in my time that Royce Hart when he coached Footscray, Michael Voss, you know, captained three premiership sides for Brisbane and got the sack. Was Shimmer one of those unfortunate few who couldn't live up in his coaching career to his wonderful stellar playing career?
1: yeah. Uh, when I think back, obviously he was my first senior coach. Yeah. So I didn't know any difference. So I just I thought he was fine. <laughs> he believed in me. He was giving me a game, but it wasn't until Dennis came in, and said the you know, get into the sort of the modern day, footy back in '93. You know, a game plan, team rules, structures, making sure everyone's predictable to each other. Yeah. I think Shimmer's downfall was he was such a, a hard worker. Um, dedicated, heavy slot, everyone else should do it. Polly Farmer was be like that, He just
0: couldn't understand why everyone couldn't climb over the top of the pack, take a mark, yeah. take four bounces, hand pass to Doug Wade, get it back and kick a goal, but it's just, uh, yeah. it's unrealistic isn't it? And sometimes it goes against them, they say you such a good player you got nowhere to go, mate. You win a premiership or you're a failure. Yeah,
1: and that's where Dennis was good. Yeah, he, he was he was half a psychologist as well. He mm. knew what buttons to push for yeah. each individual.
0: I just wonder with Dennis, you know, with Ray Jordan in my time with that great era at the Richmond Football Club, that they were almost as important as Tom Hafe was, you know, to us, that Ray Jordan was. It was a great grounding, the under-19s, and uh, I think you had a couple of under-19s games. I found it better... You know, than federal seniors, Uh, a lot of blokes found it better sometimes than even VFA, but it was a great grounding. It's a shame it's not there at the moment because you've sought out the men from the boys when you're a 17-year-old and you come up against the best 17-year-olds in the nation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Dennis was just a great developer of kids. Mm. You know, he coached the under-19s for 11 years and made 10 grand finals. Uh, so. He was a a great developer. And what probably worked for him as well, when he came in to us as the senior coach in 93, he'd coached most of us through the 19s. So he he knew us intimately. He knew what button to push. Um, I actually remember because he was a hard taskmaster. Particularly in the 19s, it was very, very hard. So the day he got announced, three quarters of the list that was coached by Dennis, where he went, oh, no, Mm. (laughs) he's back. Um, but it was the greatest thing for us.
0: Well, out of the break, we're going to talk about, you know, the focus on the greatest centre-half forward I've seen, and I played in premierships with Royce Hart, but I I reckon Kerry, and we've got another thing to discuss about Kerry. Before we go to the break, without embarrassing you too much, Glenn Archer, and we really thank you for your time around Australia today for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives, what does the term shin-boner of the century mean to you? (coughs) And more importantly, what will it mean to your grandchildren when you sit them down by the fire, show it to them and explain them what it was? Do you walk two or three inches taller when you think about that? Because it is a great honour and involves some amazing names at Arden Street, and you're the one. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's humbling. Hmm. Cause it's humbling because the way they voted for the Shinbone of the Century was it was just the, all the past and present players voted 3-2-1 on who uh epitomizes the spirit of the club. Yeah. Some people get mixed up, they think it's the
0: best player. No, it's never <laughs> it's like, giving up. Yeah, and so, uh you know and just putting your you, you know getting to the grindstone and getting the job done and that yeah. uh, you want to be humble, but that's you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I am a realist. Yeah. And I would think
1: if Wayne Carey didn't go through what he went through, I think he would have he would have won it. I think a lot of people were off him because of what happened, and no, I don't think he got the votes cause of, right. because we'll of because of that. We'll talk about
0: that yeah. out of the break, but also plenty more to come. Premiership glory and uh, a fantastic post-life uh, of footy, uh, you know, with. Uh with a lot more to come from Glen Archer, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us on behalf of Tobin Brothers, and you can check us out on Twitter at Rex Football Life. Can you imagine me hearing me tights? And uh, I'm talking about Twitter. The only thing that tweets at my place makes me canary. But anyhow, Glenn Archer's a good bloke. We'll catch him out of the break for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. This is Glen Archer's footy life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Well, as I just yelled out there with excitement, he is a legend of the game. And when the history of the game is written, this man, Glen Archer, will take his rightful spot. Let's talk about some of the grand finals. Not so much about the ones that got away, but uh, 96 was a stellar year for you. Had Sydney come at you then, or was it after you won the uh, Norm Smith medal and had your standout year in 96? Sydney had a real nibble, didn't they? Yeah, now City
1: came at me in about 94, I Did think. Did they, it was. yeah? Yeah, cause that was through that time where they recruited Plugger and they yeah. recruited Ruse. And so they went on this massive recruiting spree. The
0: great North Melbourne ex-secretary, Ronnie Joseph, was part of the approach, who is now yeah. not only a great family friend, but your manager. And that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, well, he's not my manager anymore, oh, is he? I actually brought his management business. so well, not that I've, fantastic? I have taken oh, the mantle. Yeah.
0: Isn't that? Hey, he yeah. liked the company that much, he brought the manager out. That is sensational. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I was I was a, a full time electrician at the time. Yeah, it, it was just before Footy become professional, and I was working down at South Melbourne. And the phone rang at South Melbourne and in the uh, the factory I was working in, and they said, "Oh, uh, it's for you, Glenn." And it was Ron Joseph on the other line. Yeah, and uh, he said, "Oh, good day, son. Uh, I've got. A, I would like you to come to." The Sydney Swans. I said, "Oh, oh, thanks, Ron, but I'm happy." G'day, son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, "Well, never think about it. We'll off, we'll offer you four hundred and fifty
0: thousand over three years." Did that Did that get your attention?
1: I was on five thousand at North.
0: Five thousand a year. Yeah. So you'd make fifteen thousand at uh, at Arden Street and that'd be a round of drinks for you if you're four fifty large up in harbourside.
1: Yeah, so it was that did get my attention. Did thought, you, well, did well, you well,
0: seriously take it home and talk it over?
1: Yeah, went home spoke to the uh, the girlfriend. Um and she was really good actually. She she said, you know, What's what's in your heart? And I said, Well in my heart's north. Yeah. Again, going back to the start, no one spoke to me. No one gave me a chance. They gave me a chance, so a lot of people at the time said, "Oh, you're an idiot!" You know that could set you up for life because that was obviously a lot of money back then. Yeah, Um, but it was the best decision I ever made uh, because. That's when we got in our run. We played in grand finals, premierships, oh. and then I got paid well at the end. Yeah. How many
0: preliminary finals did you played? About six at that stage, didn't you? I think we played seven in a row. Yeah. We, uh, my blokes get together every year and a couple of weeks' time we're going to get together again because so many of us have fallen off the perch and we just want to savour the moments that we spent together. So many blokes get up, KB's one of them over there, and says preliminary finals were the hardest game of the year physically and mentally and I tend to agree. Yeah. Uh particularly when Robert Walls had four kicks and kicked four goals I mean about 3 minutes in 72 but uh, uh they were tough games for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, obviously you've got that massive carrot the next week. Oh. So you get I I I thought I got I reckon I got more nervous before the <laughs> before the prelim. Yeah. Particularly through our real successful era, because we were expected to win. Yes. Um, so, yeah. There was Expectation's
0: a-, a horrible thing also, yeah. and it's such a waste that you finish on top of the ladder and go out in straight sets, which enables it. It, it really is pressurised, but I would say that the pressurised team always wins the flag, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I struggled a lot with anxiety as well, so um, the finals, preliminary finals, grand finals didn't help me all that much, so I used to spend a lot of time in the uh, in the toilet yeah. throwing up before the game. Yeah. And, uh, but once I got out there, I was okay. It yeah. was just that half an hour before.
0: The biggest uh, scandal in the history of the game was uh, the Wayne Carey, uh, Anthony Stevens uh, uh, incident. Um, it's been well documented and people out there say, ask him this, ask him that. I'm not going to ask you anything else, but do you think by the time you take your last breath there's a reasonable chance that the three of you might actually put it to bed and enjoy what you did there or do you think it's gone past that? Well,
1: it's 13 years now. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got it in my head because it started on my wife's 30th birthday, yeah. so I remember it quite well. Um, Were you under it or did it... you just walking on it? Uh, yeah, no, I had no idea what was going yeah. on. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I see Wayne every now and then at, yeah. at functions, at North functions yes. or AFL functions and... It's just a real weird feeling. Yeah, really. Because we were so close. Yeah.
0: for for
1: ten years,
0: both on and off the field. Yeah, yeah, very. And Steve-O as
1: well. Yep. yep. And we, used, you know, we went on footy trips together every year. Yeah. We went away together. We went to each other's weddings, and um, yeah. So it's a real weird three minute conversation I always have with him because, yeah, I, I. I get a little bit nervous, I shake hands, I ask him how he's going and then I move on. Yeah. So yeah, down the track I I've got no idea.
0: He see he seems to have really uh, you know, made a concerted effort to repair, but also uh, I'm 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 loath to use this term a better person because I I haven't got another one because you know, he's a responsible parent, he's his media performances are great and if 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 you if you ask him something he'll ring you back, you know what I mean? I reckon everyone's entitled to a chance, but it was a yeah. pretty big wound that, that was almost life threatening, wasn't it? It was in medical terms you'd say, This is touch and go, this operation, if I can sort of use those terms.
1: Yeah. 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 And obviously not what doesn't help is how heavily documented it was oh. and Um. Yeah. Every and for thirteen years, I I still get a Wayne Carey question every second day. Yeah. Well, you're getting Um, another one now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Would you say that that particular incident possibly caused North Melbourne to have a hiccup in a run for a premiership or more success? Do you think the breaking of the ranks was just what the other sides wanted, and that's that's the way it went when he went to Adelaide?
1: I don't think so. I think we were at the end of our run anyway. Yeah. It was 2001. How good uh, was
0: he at, at the height of his career? And, and how much confidence did you have in him? Oh, he's
1: the best player I've ever seen and never, yeah. ever ever played with. Yeah, And obviously a bit biased, obviously, because i played with him for so long. But um, I always liken, liken Wayne to, you know, you go watch an under-14 game at local yeah. footy and you've got yeah. that beast that just tears the game apart. And he was doing that at AFL level. Um and we all we all walked taller with him. Um, particularly, you walk into a three-quarter time huddle. Yeah, He's six points down. It was pretty simple. We all knew, get out of his way and get the ball to him. And that's, <laughs> and it'll and do and that's the what rest.
0: happened. You know, I remember was it '96 where Freeborn kicked a goal just before half time and yeah. brought it back to about 27 points or something. He'd lock it just like thought you'd kick 13. You know what I mean? He was yeah. just then after half time. It was Carey. Yep. Yeah. Led the troops and everyone just lifted. You know, I reckon when you've got an inspirational captain, they're worth two extra players because in Jack Dyer's terms, the good ordinary players reach great heights. You can't ever play above your ability. You know that better than anyone, Glenn, are yeah. But it just inspires everyone. And I just thought, oh, no, Sydney, I feel sorry for you because the duck just said, just follow me and let's do it. Yeah, and it, and it was over eighteen minutes in the third quarter. Yeah,
1: and that's what we did. We did that on field and we did that off field. Yeah, you know, he was he was the leader off field. Yeah, well documented. He yeah. liked he liked a good time. Yeah, um, but he'd go radio boys. he get us all together. You know, we're going to this pub. Yeah, and, um, and he sort of created a really good bond amongst the group. Yeah, because he was always dragging guys in to make sure we uh, spent some so- social time together. And you know, I think back now, and and I, and I preach it now to uh, to local footy and AFL footballers. You, you get to a stage where you can actually love your teammates. I know that's a deep word, but and love your teammates and love your coach. Well, and I, you'll look, do it. you'll do anything for him.
0: I've seen a motion picture twenty eight times. It's called The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's about love between two men. Yep, you know what I mean. Uh, Andy Dufresne and and Red. You know what I mean, Morgan Freeman. But it's got nothing to do with sexual preference. It's about love between men and I still get a tear in my eye when they walk along the beach and embrace and that sort of thing. And that's what I'm on about. Is that I hope that I can live long enough to see you and Steve-O and Kerry be genuinely warm to each other and celebrate as a broadcaster the golden years of my time behind the microphone. Is that a bit
1: heavy for you? No, not really, because I I do feel the same You're keen to
0: see that happen rather than say, oh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm not in to see how it goes, because the cemeteries are full of people who say, we'll see how it goes. What do you think within your being, Glen Archer? Would you yearn for it, or if it happens, it happens, or it's not the most important thing in your life? Come on, the people want to know. If it happens, it happens. But at the end of the
1: day, obviously, I, I was sort of played a pivotal role in it, but at the end of the day, it's Anthony and Wayne. Yeah. If Anthony and Wayne sat down and have a, had a beer, I'd, I'd, I would definitely join Are, are
0: you in contact with Anthony a lot? Yeah, yeah. Is he in a good place? We're still best mates. I saw him at Bendigo races. He's still yeah. back in uh, uh, slow racehorses. <laughs> but he, seemed, he came up and he was chatting about fishing and the commentary yeah. and all that sort of stuff. He feels in a good place. And I reckon there's no better time than now to just sort of, you know better than I do. You come out of hospital, you feel like a truck's run over you, the first step's the hardest, and then you move on. I won't continue on with that. Yep. You're in a good place. Do you enjoy the thrust of business, the ups and downs of business? You know, the dollar is dropping alarmingly and your business to take people overseas is going to be place more pressure. Yep. But you're up for any challenge on and off the field, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I absolutely love business. And yeah. I, I, I've got two businesses um, and I'm involved in a, a nightclub as well yeah. on the World well, into a lot of different things but I love it I I love learning um I I even I go to some of my more successful friends I sit through their board meetings I I, I learn different things um and I yeah I love the challenge of uh I've, I've got the sports management business so yeah. we, we manage 110 AFL players um, yeah. and that's been going for 11 years and then I've got Code Entertainment Group. Is
0: that, is that with, uh, with Lee Colbert? With Lee Colbert. Is with that a Coat? good story yeah. or not? Because there's a bloke that's played, is in the 200 club, which I am, but you're in the 300 club. That's not, yeah. uh, not relative. But here's a bloke that probably halfway throughout his career, all he wanted to do was fly a plane and now he's flying a plane. How good is that? Yeah. Live your dream.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's a full-time pilot now for for Tiger. Wonderful. Um, So if you ever get on a Tiger flight and you hear your captain speaking, Lee Colbert, (laughs) (laughs) abort and get off.
0: Glen Archer's been magnificent, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm a fan of the bow and arrow, and uh, that was one of the great times. A bow and arrow goes thump. Uh, Rex's Mad Minute, whatever comes into your head first. Your favourite food, Glen Archer? Steak. You have one day to yourself anywhere in the world. What would you do and where would you be?
1: Barley, sitting on the beach, having a bintang, watching the sun go down.
0: And then to Zapper's Bar, watching Silly Rex with a sing-along, and he doesn't know the words. Would that be it? <laughs> yeah, that'd
1: be it. We can reminisce.
0: Best player you've seen at AFL level?
1: Wayne Carey by a street.
0: This year's flag?
1: Taking North Melbourne away. Um, West Coast Eagles.
0: A controversial one is, and I expect one right between the eyes, you are Prime Minister for this moment you yep. have one decision to make for the future of this country this afternoon, what would that decision be? Oh, I'd love to get political with you. but Would you uh, make uh, hairpieces tax deductible <laughs> so I can have a go at a bit of fur on top?
1: <laughs> well, I'll change the question. Premier of Victoria.
0: Okay. Uh, East... you, Mr <laughs> Andrews has gone fishing up at the Stevenson Valley. You are in charge of Victoria this afternoon. What would you do? Stop the tram strike? Get rid of the trams. Oh. East,
1: East, West, West link, link. Yeah, get that going straight away. Our roads are horrendous. They are absolutely horrendous. Well, it's I left home Monday it. night
0: in Bay Morris to come here to Richmond to uh, to record this today.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> people people hate me saying that because they're so iconic the trains, but geez, they're a pain in the arse.
0: Good on you, mate. You don't hold back. I love you. I loved you as a player. You've been terrific. Used to come down to our fish and chip days when we were raising money for this kids' hospital. Yeah. Very, very proud <clears throat> proud of you, particularly after footy because I reckon the real measure, when you come off what you love doing and then continue on with the next stage of your life, mate, you and your family, all the best to
1: you. Can I just say one thing before I leave? I, I, I say this to a lot of people. I've done a little bit of TV over the time, but my favourite ever TV show was I got asked to go on Rex Hunt's This Is Your Life. <laughs>
0: Oh, and I what got, about that? And
1: it was absolutely fantastic. I've got to tape it on. That
0: was where Ross Gorman came out and said he, said he was driving a train. It was a silly old Gorman, he's been driving a train down the metropolitan area. He drove the spirit of, uh, spirit of progress for about 10 years. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You are a star. And thank you very much, Glenn Archer. Great. Great. Thanks, Rex. If you'd like to hear extended versions of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals. This has been This Is Your Putty Life with Glenn Archer for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Join us next week. On SEN, as we delve into the past of some of our great champions, I'm Rex Hunt.
1: G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy
0: cricket game, KFC SuperCoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at SuperCoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP/01005.